Thanks for joining us. This is Beyond the Illusion. In this episode, Tiana and I will be discussing the topic of karma. What exactly is karma? Well, it depends on who you ask, and Tiana does a good job of explaining it in this conversation, so there's really no need for me to try and explain it right now. But I will say that karma happens to be a major part of several formal belief systems such as Hinduism and Buddhism, just to name a couple. So it's worth keeping an open mind about it, and ultimately, it's up to you to decide what it is and how you are going to work with it. You know, that um, for every action, there's an equal opposite reaction, the law of cause and effect. Mm -hmm. And so maybe the name karma isn't used in these different areas in life, but I think that we all agree or understand the concept of that. The concept of karma is really not honestly that clear in my mind. I hear people talk about it, you know, I hear people use the phrase, don't do that, you might get bad karma, or karma's going to come back around and get you, or something like that. You always hear that, but I never really um, looked into the topic of, or the definition even. Yeah, I just, I, I guess I just never really thought about it. I just kind of took um, the implied definition from the way people use it. Yeah, my issue with that is that it's mostly used in this context like um, punishment, right? right? Like the ways that you just said it, that sounds like karma is punishment. Right. And you mostly only hear about, mostly only hear about bad karma, although you'll see on people's like tip cups when you go to the cafe, it says tipping is good karma, but mostly people are talking about karma in a bad way, right? Like like you said, like in a, in a punishment way. And so I think there's this very simplistic viewpoint kind of like the eye for an eye thing, right? And so people have this idea that, yeah, like if I take out your eye, <laughs> then that means that my eye has to get taken out. And karma is more complex than that. Yeah, exactly. That's um, the way that I've always heard it referred to. There's this universal rule out there that's like a slingshot or a boomerang, I guess, where what you put out comes back to you. And it's probably true in some regard, but I mean, I don't think it's actively seeking you out to, you know, tit for tat. I don't, I don't know if it, it works like that. Yeah, it's like gravity. Gravity has yeah. nothing against you. It's not judging you. You know, if you jump off the cliff, gravity is just a force that is going to pull you down to your death. Um, it doesn't matter if you're a good person or a bad person. Like if somebody was born with a debilitating disease and they could have the perspective of I must have been a bad person in my last life and so now this is my karma or I'm I made fun of people that had this disease and so this is my karma that I have to have this disease in this lifetime I mean maybe that's one possibility the other possibility could be that you chose in this lifetime to have this physical challenge because you wanted to grow and develop in a certain way and see, you know, how strong you're going to become from having this challenge or if you can overcome these obstacles or if not having your full physical mobility means that you're going to focus more inwardly or there's all these 
positive reasons why you might have chosen that. Okay. So you're looking at it from the point of not just this lifetime and what, what we've done in, in this life as that kind of energy you're putting out and then whatever that comes back to you that was meant for you to learn, but it's spread out over the course of many lifetimes. It, it's affecting you through past lives and even into this current one. Well, you remember what we talked about before, like time doesn't really exist. So whether that's karma that comes back to you 10 minutes later <laughs> or 20 years later or from 10 lifetimes ago, it's all just energy. It's just energy. You put it out. It comes back. There could be different explanations for why it sometimes comes back right away or why it sometimes doesn't come back until other lifetimes. Like you see people in, you know, in this lifetime that have done something really horribly wrong and we're like, how do they get away with that? You know, and, and they didn't get punished and it seems unfair. Um, but karma is perfectly fair because it's not, it's not personal. We, we try to personalize it. But again, it's like, it's like gravity is perfectly fair. Just, it just is. And karma, if you think of it as an energy, it's perfectly fair. It will, it will need to be addressed, but yeah, there could be different forces about why or why not it's being addressed um, now or later. I like that because that makes perfect sense to me. I never really looked at it that way as like this universal law, almost like gravity, like you're describing. It, it does make you think, though, like, why am I experiencing the things that I'm experiencing now in my life? Yeah, I think that the helpful question is, what am I meant to learn from it? How can I learn what I need to? And when you learn what you need to, then that's what clears karma. So this whole idea of going back to what I was saying before about um, it can be used as a tool when you're conscious, when you're consciously aware of it. So most people are not consciously aware of it. And so they're not asking themselves, you know, what can I learn from this experience right now? And so they're just like, oh, this thing happened. Why did this happen? And so forth. And kind of like victim mode or, or blame mode. When we're in that mode, then we're going to have to experience karma outwardly. It's going to have to show up as this person or this experience that I deal with outwardly. And if I get the lesson or the understanding from it, then I clear the karma. Otherwise, yes, I could leave that relationship with that person or that job. But what happens is the same situation happens in the next relationship or the next job because that energy I still haven't worked through. So people are like, why does this kind of person always show up and torment me or something like this? It's because it's in our energy. And so the two ways that you can work with karma, like I said, the way that most people work is outwardly just deal with things that show up in my life. Um, but you could also choose to work with it inwardly to tune in through meditation or other inner practices and notice the energy that's there and understand, you know, have compassion or forgiveness or understand the lesson of why that's there and release it so that you don't have to manifest it outwardly. So obviously that, I mean, to me, that would be the ideal way right yeah it's so crazy that you're saying this right now like you're saying it because we were just talking about that with uh with my wife crystal and she was talking she was telling us about how her she has this person in her life that they keep showing up and they won't go away and then she's just like has these really like 
feelings that she doesn't want to have about them, you know, that she has this dislike for this person, but she's trying to understand why. And it's funny because I've also had, I told her even yesterday, I think, or maybe the day before, but it was very recent where we had this conversation where I told her like, yeah, I had someone like that too. And I would see them at my work. And every time I saw them, I, I've even told you about this before too, where I had this strong internal reaction to them. Like, you know, that feeling where when you, um, someone startles you and your heart kind of sinks like that feeling. Mm -hmm. Well, when I would see this person, that's what would happen inside my chest. I would feel like, like, so like taken aback that I had to face this person again, that my, I would have a physical feeling in my chest and it was like, I would instantly get like nervous almost, you know, the feeling of being like nervous around somebody. Mm -hmm. And it was only because I had this very strong dislike. And it was like, I didn't even really understand it. What it was that I disliked. It was just something about them that I disliked. And I, I thought about it and, you know, I used to just like deal with it. And for years I just kind of ignored it. Right. Like I, I knew I was going to react like that around this person. So I just kind of avoided them, but I couldn't get away from them. They kept showing up and it was just like, I just couldn't get away from them. And it's almost like the harder I fought, the closer I had to be around them or more I had to be around them. And so finally one day I was like, okay, I'm, I have to figure this out. Like I can't be around anybody in this world and feel that way. I just can't. I'm not scared of anyone. Like I, there's no reason for me to be afraid of another person. And I was like, what is it? And I realized that he has certain aspects that are about him that are very prominent that I have about that I have myself. And these are things about myself that I know and I don't like. And so once I realized that, I was like, wow, you know, him and I are a lot alike in many ways. And that was, first of all, kind of disturbing to admit that to myself. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like this person a lot. And, uh, you, you know, we share a lot of similar traits. It's just that his annoy me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, finally I was like, okay, so, so here it is. So there's that. And then I started thinking, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give into this. I'm not going to hate this person anymore. I'm not going to go that direction. I'm going to try the opposite direction. It's all I can do. And so I started thinking like, I like this guy, you know, I, I want to be friends with him. And when I see him, I want to give him a hug. And even though I wouldn't ever do that <laughs> in real life, I would think that in my mind. And I would think, how about the next time I see him, I, I pretend like I'm going to go up and hug him. <laughs> because he he needs and a lot. And you walk away at the last moment to say, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and he and because I feel like he needs a hug, and that's the way I thought of him. I'm like, oh, this this guy, he really just needs a hug. And so when I started thinking of him that way, the next time I saw him, I felt nothing. I felt like, whoa, it was like shocking. It was like, whoa, wait a minute, I. I do like this person. I kind of like him. Like I wanted to talk to him. Like we would never talk like that though. Cause I could feel that he feels the same way about me. And, uh, and so it started to like resolve itself. And I didn't think in terms of like, what do I need to do this or that? No, I just exactly went through those steps. Like I described, I didn't overthink it. I didn't intellectualize it too much. I just kind of went through the steps and then it's like 
like, and when I think about this now, it's almost like a miracle. This person completely stopped showing up in my life altogether. Like I never saw him anymore. And it was to the point where his actual job position changed. Like this happened like almost immediately where I was seeing him constantly every day. And then when I went through this whole exercise, he disappeared. First of all, he went like out of town or something for like months. And then because he had to like work remotely from, from one of our offices overseas. And when he came back, his job title changed and he moved offices and he went to a completely different building. And so I never saw him ever again after that. Like I do, like I have seen him like maybe once every three months or something, but it's just in passing. And, you know, like I said, I don't feel anything. I just say hello. And so, yeah, it's, it's like, it works like that. It really does. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's one example, but, um, and I told my wife that story, you know, the whole story last night (laughs) and she's like, or yesterday or whatever, she's like, no, I could never do that. When I got to the part about hugging and like (laughs) saying that I liked him, she's like, no, I could never do that. She's just like flatly rejected. Like, no, I could never do that. I was like, well, you want to try it. What you resist persists. And that's what people don't, you know, like realize, um, especially so that's why releasing all of our judgment is really important because whatever we're judging, we're sort of binding ourselves to actually. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we had all these, the war on drugs, the war on this, the war on that. Anytime we are fighting a war against something, we're actually holding on to it. So you can't like, if you wanted to, the war on war, you're not going to get peace from the war on war. Um, and so it's the same thing. Like anything that we have this like strong negative reaction, it doesn't release it. It, it binds us to it. And so, yeah, that your example was perfect. It totally uh, illustrates that. And that's the thing about karma is that people tend to think, one, like I said, that karma is punishment. And two, that it's a life sentence. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I did this bad thing before, so I'm just bound in this life that I guess I'll just see this guy for the rest of my life you know like but it's this kind of thing like oh well it's just I have I'm I'm forced to live this out because I did this thing before but it's really like I said if it's if you understand it as an energy you can clear it in any moment by shifting your energy which is what you did you shifted the way that you felt and felt towards this person the way that you experienced that and that healed the energy and that broke the bond that had connected you before and released you so he had karma of what he needed to learn from you. Well, you could learn what you needed to learn and he could still not learn. I mean, maybe he did or maybe he didn't. Um, it doesn't matter about the other person, what they do. Like if he didn't learn what he needed to learn, um, he will find that connection with somebody else and still experience that energy. And so it's never, our karma never is dependent on on the other side. It's all, we have full control of that within ourselves so it's very empowering whereas people usually look at karma from a very disempowered perspective there's like these karma gods that are putting you into this scenario as your punishment yeah it's a it's like a a judgment kind of viewpoint Mm -hmm. yeah whereas like you said i think it works more like a law than a subjective personality you know deciding what happens here and there yeah, so when I think of it as this energy, so because there's so much for us to learn in the human experience, that's why it also doesn't make sense to me that 
we would only get one shot at it. And so, oh, you're only going to get the masculine male body shot this time um, ever, Tim. And I'm only going to get the feminine. I'm never going to get to know, you know, the masculine. Or It doesn't make sense to me. Through our interactions and in our experiences in this one lifetime, at the end of the lifetime, whenever that is, when we die, some of that energy has been resolved and some of it is, is not resolved. And so I sort of, <laughs> like just in my mind, I imagine kind of like, having this little suitcase of unresolved energy that, okay, so I drop my body and it, you know, it returns recycled into the earth and my soul consciousness has this little suitcase and it's like, okay, well, next time when I'm ready to come into the next body, I could choose some or all of that in that suitcase to bring with me like, oh yeah, I want to continue to work on this. Or maybe I set that suitcase aside and maybe there's a suitcase from another. I'm like, oh, it's time to go back and grab this suitcase. And there's some stuff in here that I think I'm ready to, to work on again. And so. Yeah, it's a good way to visualize it. Do you have any uh, tangible experiences in life where um, you experienced uh, karma in, in a positive or negative way? If you think of karma just happening in the moment, mm-hmm. something not as big as what you said, but um, I went to this training with this uh, past life regression author, and she'd written a whole lot of books and you know was pretty well known. And um, in her books, she talked about having this special technique that could get you know 95% of the people into a deep trance. And I was kind of like at 85% or so. And I was like, okay, I want to learn this. I want to take this training and learn this technique so I can uh, get that extra 10% (laughs) or something. Um, So then when I went to the training, I I was a little, I think I was a little disappointed that when she told the technique, it, it was very similar to what I was already doing. It didn't seem all that different. But, um, so that maybe there was some of that. And then somebody because most of the people that were at that training were not already certified as hypnotherapists and so they were learning this past life regression technique without having all of the the basic necessary skills and so people were asking these really kind of basic hypnosis questions um and i think that she didn't she didn't she was answering it in a way like she, she didn't get what they were asking and so people were all kind of like you know frustrated or something um so I raised my hand because I felt, felt like I could understand both perspectives, hers and theirs, that I could um, explain like, oh, this is actually what they're asking. And she totally like shut me down in a way that I felt kind of humiliated. Um, uh, and so then I sat down and I was just kind of fuming, right? <laughs> I was like, you know, oh, you know, in my mind, this like dialogue is like, oh, I was just trying to help. Like she didn't see that this is what they wanted. And I just kind of like, there's my ego, right? Feeling kind of humiliated. And, fum- and then I caught myself and I was just like, just let it go. That's your ego. You know, people came here to learn her technique and it's up to her to teach them that. And um, I think this is really about you feeling disappointed that you're, you know, there's nothing really that new that you're learning. So anyway, I like had this kind of conversation and I felt myself just release it all and feel fine. And then not two seconds later, she says, I think we need to have a break. And she walks directly over to me and apologizes. Like, like right after I had this whole, as soon as my energy shifted, that happened. And it wasn't even when we were supposed to have a break. It was so interesting. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty instant. Mm -hmm. So, and then I'm just curious, like, 
what did she say? Like, I, well, I get what you were trying to say or. I mean, I can't remember, remember exactly, but, but she, yeah, she, she just basically apologized and, and saw my, understood my point and, and apologized for the way that she had responded to me and so forth. So yeah. I think of the things that show up in our life are, um, again, I think of the perspective of energy that everything manifests, um, in our life through our chakras. And we haven't done the chakra. We've tried to do a podcast on chakras and we've had technical issues every time. But um, we have the seven main chakras along our spine and the top three from the top of your head down are the higher frequency spiritual chakras. And then the lower three from your solar plexus down um, are the slower, denser, more material energy chakras. And then the heart connects these upper spirit to matter. So we have the whole macrocosm within our microcosm within ourself. And so anything that manifests in our life is actually manifesting through our own chakra system. It's going from a concept or an idea or an energy here at this higher chakra level. And then to show up in our life, to be birthed into earth, it has to go along our spinal column energetically into the material world. And so depending on us the more stuff we're carrying around the more kind of clogged our energetic system is if you imagine this is a a channel of things being birthed into our life then the more stuff that we have that we haven't worked through the greater time lag between something manifesting in our life and so i i've seen it within myself and i've seen it because i teach reiki we teach this energy healing that people that are working with energy a lot or people that are raising their frequency a lot. Um, and then, so then they're clearing things through their own energetic system. There's getting a shorter and shorter time lag between what you put out and what comes back to you. And so that's happening more and more. I think also that the frequency in our planet is increasing. So it's just happening a lot quicker that what you put out good or bad is showing up back to you. Yeah. We have tried to talk about this in the past, and unfortunately, those recordings didn't make it. But I see what you're saying. So uh, anything that manifests itself physically in the real world and in our physical world, and because all worlds are real, even if they're mental. Um, so if you're conceptualizing an idea and it's in your mind and it's out there and it's you think of it being above, right, like in the your head, we think of it in our head, right? But it's probably consciousness is probably coming from somewhere outside of our bodies. So once that thought or idea is there, then to physically manifest itself into the world, it works its way down through this energy system that's in our bodies and becomes reality. Yeah, which is why um, when we do eventually talk about kundalini, kundalini, this coiled um, energy at the base of the spine that lies dormant until it's awakened usually through spiritual practices. But uh, when this kundalini energy gets awakened and it starts to move up through the chakra system, it moves up um, and so it's burning away through everything. So people's uh, what people experience when, when their kundalini awakens is a lot of their karma comes up at one time to clear, you know, which is ideally what you want, but the process of that is not very pretty a lot of times because... Usually there's, like I said, this time lag of 
you're dealing with one lesson and then you kind of have a little bit of break and then another lesson comes. But just imagine like all your lessons kind of like blah, just show up uh, at one time. It can be very overwhelming. And so there's the good and the bad of like um, clearing your energetic system and having your karma show up faster. On one hand, when it shows up faster, you can see the connection between, oh, this energy, this thought, this emotion that I'm putting out, oh man, that's coming back to me. Maybe I better harness better what I'm putting out there. And that's a good thing. Yeah, I think only certain people are ready to handle something like that because you know some of the things that people are working on are a lot to handle. I think if maybe you've progressed enough to where a lot of stuff comes up at once so you probably can handle it, it will happen for you. Yeah, that's the whole, I mean, it's it's kind of built into the process, that protection. That's why that kundalini lies dormant. It's sleeping until someone's awakened it through spiritual practices, right? And so the spiritual practices means that this person has grown or developed themselves enough that they could handle all of this karma coming up. You've had that happen to you, right? Yeah. And so that happened to me. Well, <laughs> happened. Yeah, I'm just teasing. Yeah, no, just taking resp- I'm just taking responsibility. Like, yes, that happened. Yeah. In, in me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> From me. And it was a pretty intense experience, right? Yeah, definitely. I also have another friend who has had that same thing. Ha- not the same as yours, but what he described sounded like also kundalini awakening Mm -hmm. and it was also very intense for him too and um, took him some time to process I mean I'm sure he's still processing it from what he described it was um, it was uh, transformative I think a little bit too like he he had you know had a lot of positive things come out of it too yeah I mean that's the the thing about working through karma it it is transformative right because before you were carrying around this certain energy and it was holding you back in certain ways whatever those beliefs or patterns are or that emotion that you were carrying and then once like like your experience that was transformative right and then you heal that and you felt lighter and freer now you could be at the office anytime anywhere and it doesn't matter if this person shows up so it's always um freeing us like we're carrying i do again think of that suitcase like imagining carrying all these suitcases around um if i could let go of one of those suitcases and have less baggage to carry, then I feel lighter and freer. And so rather than seeing karma as this like adversarial external force that's coming to get me, (laughs) uh, it's so much better if we think of it as an opportunity to heal and learn and grow and become free. That's right. Yeah. It's, um, I, I recently started looking at people's situations like that too. And it did change my, my perspective. Like I I wouldn't feel so bad about it. Like when I see homeless people, it doesn't mean because they chose that situation, it it doesn't mean that you shouldn't help them still. Like you should, we should all try to make sure that everyone has a home. Um, but at the same time, you know, you have to realize this person did come into this life with some idea of where they would end up in life and how it would go. And they chose that for a reason. And so we shouldn't be judging them either. It should be, uh, you know, something that we consider, but we also still have compassion. Yeah, the, uh, compassion, that was the word I was going to use. We shouldn't look down upon anyone or judge anyone without, because we don't know what 
the whole picture is. But certainly we should have compassion, even like you said, even um, choices that we might make in this lifetime, and then it turns out really horrible, and then I'm suffering from that. Um, even though I could see like, oh man, I made that choice, it doesn't mean that I don't deserve to you know, be compassionate towards myself and say like, yeah, well, this is hard and, and I'm, I'm really struggling with this. And so compassion, no matter what, I think. Yeah, always that's a good rule to live by. Yeah, because, you know, you, like you were saying, like you could look at someone who's perceived as successful and also feel judgment towards them, like thinking like, oh, they should be sharing more of that. You know, they shouldn't be hoarding all that and things like that, you know, but, you know, that's not our place to decide, you know, that's theirs. Yeah, I think it's really, we can understand these concepts, and it's still, it's really challenging, right? Because, you know, if you see someone being unkind or something, or, or you see that happening with people that you care about, um, it's it's hard to just keep telling yourself, well, this is, you know, they're a soul, they're here on the planet to learn their lessons, and they get to learn them the way that they need to, you know, we want to, like, help everyone and fix it. But um, if they don't ask for our help, like we can't insert ourselves into other people's dramas and try to solve it and fix it. And I think that happens sometimes when people are on this path. It's happened certainly for me that I have been that way and, you know, still have to make sure that I don't become that way (laughs) Um, where you're like, oh, I want to help. I want to help. But everybody, everyone's exactly where they need to be at for whatever they're learning right now. And again, you can learn, you can grow through pain, you can grow through joy. Um, Joy is, I think, the preferable (laughs) path for most people. Growing through joy is with awareness. Growing, the the less awareness that you have, um, the more pain and struggle everything will be. Yeah, I think that's true. I found that in my own life that... um pain is just yeah yeah pain and discomfort and you're you're not going to avoid it right like it's going to happen but it's certainly easier to deal with if you do have some higher level of awareness and, and it does make things a little more tolerable yeah people have this pain averse response to life speaking of pain um i did kind of want to talk about this i i i think it's okay to talk about this right now but so I went to the sound healer. So I went to see Valerie, the sound healer that we had on a previous episode. And she talked about her practice and sound healing. And, um, I went to see her. And so the backstory to that is, and this all ties in together, like, cause, cause we're talking about energy and we're, we're talking about karma and, you know, dealing with pain and, and just life. Right. So, uh, I didn't feel like I had anything specific to work on when I made the appointment with her and then it turned out that when I got there I realized I do have things that I want to tell her about and maybe we can work on them and so when I got there um you know it was it's at her house and she has this really nice setup you know with her bed and the where she described where it's got the subwoofers in the in the bed and and you lay down and then she uh, also does cranial sacral so she knows about the body and how your alignments should be and stuff like that so 
the thing that came up uh, that I told her about was that I had been having a lot of pain in my left leg and specifically my knee. And I just chalked it up to like, oh, I'm getting older and I've been running a lot recently. So it's just my body adjusting to it. But it's not normal. <laughs> you know, it's actually painful to even walk. And it, or it was. And so I told her about that. And then she wanted to know like more about what was happening in my you know life in general. And the big thing was that, you know, our kids started going to a new school and she's getting older now. And I told her like, I feel like this distance between my daughter and I that I have never felt before because now she's at an age where she wants to hang out with her friends and more than be with her parents now. So, you know, it's new, she's like approaching teenage years. So it's totally normal. It's like everyone has to adjust to that. Right. So, but I told her, I mentioned that, you know, and, and, uh, I didn't think anything about it. You know, I thought like, I didn't realize that it was affecting me more than it was. And so we were going through the session and by the way, this, it's incredible, like to go and experience what she offers. And, uh, it was just amazing. And so you're laying there with your eyes closed the whole time while she's kind of doing her stuff. And, she checked out my leg and, you know, she, she moves your, she moved my knee she moved my ankle and she was, you know, making sure that the alignments were, you know, I, I guess she was looking at the alignments or, and checking them and she was comparing them to the other side. And then, so when the session was going on, I could feel like a lot of sensation in that particular, le- the whole entire leg, I could feel something happening and there was almost felt like a weight was being lifted off of it. I don't know how to describe that, but it felt like something was being, uh, like a, it was being like, it was lighter. Like, I don't know how to describe that, but it was, it felt lighter, but I could feel like a little bit of pain still because it was just kind of aching. And, um, then towards the end of the whole session, I started having, um, like visuals, you know, like, like if you were daydreaming and you started seeing your daydream and that started happening and I was seeing like certain imagery and there was like, you know, I could see like a white and a red flower and then it went away and it switched and then it was a red and then a white flower. And so I don't know, there was some symbology happening there where, you know, it was reversed. And then all of a sudden I started having these sharp pains in my abdomen on the right side and they were like real sharp pains. <laughs> and I was like, I thought, and at that point, the the subwoofers were going on my back. And so I was thinking my whole body was vibrating. And of course the crystal bowls are like resonating and it's, you know, how that episode was, it was like super loud. And it was just like, your whole body is just like vibrating from the inside almost. And so these sharp pains are there and I'm like, wow, maybe the, maybe my, you know, something's moving my organs or something because of all this vibration. And then I started visualizing myself pulling hair out of my right side of my body, like this black hair. And, you know, I'm sitting up, like I'm not really sitting up, but I'm visualizing myself sitting up, pulling this hair out of my abdomen directly out. And it starts like almost like you were like pulling hair out of a sink drain you know like that nasty Mm -hmm. gunk is on it 
and that was on the hairs and so i'm pulling this out and this nasty black gunk is all over the hairs and i'm pulling it more and then it's getting thicker and thicker until it's like you know just like big thick chunk of black stuff comes out and then it was it like it all came out and then that was it i had it all in my hands it was nasty black stuff and then i went to the window outside her window and i put it down under this tree and i thought to myself well this tree will transmute this into something good and then i kind of like snapped out of it and i was like whoa what, what was that all about and immediately those sharp pains were gone they stopped happening and i was like that is the weirdest thing that's so bizarre <laughs> that's like the most bizarre thing ever and then the session ended and she told me she's like yeah she said um you know your knee s symbolizes um moving forward like it's the part of your body that moves so that you can move forward and if you're holding on to something and you're refusing change then the knee will seize up like that and it will tighten up and it will hurt because it doesn't want because you're holding on to to something and you're refusing to move forward and i was like oh that makes a lot of sense actually you know and uh, and then she said it goes all the way up into your hip and and i never told her this but my hip actually hurt too and i could tell it was all along that same side and i knew it was all connected and that's why my knee was hurting it's because the whole leg was something was off and the left side is the feminine side of your body right and she said that too mm -hmm. she's like this that's a receptive side you know that's the creative imaginative feminine but the, so people also say like <clears throat> your mom but it could also be your daughter so you're feminine right okay so yeah she she said that and she's like you know the hip uh, symbolizes you know the the family she's like it's you know and so that also moves when you move forward and so this is related to your daughter most likely and then she's like but in your sacral or which what chakra is right in the the solar plex That's the solar yeah the plexus. solar plexus she's like you're you carry a lot of worry there mm -hmm. she's like you're carrying worry there I could, she could sense it, I guess, or she, she knew it was there. And, um, then I told her about what I pulled out of there, that part of my body, you know, so I must've been, and I do, I do carry a lot of, of worry just in general. And I worry about my kid specifically, you know, and she's going to this new school. She's moving outside of our neighborhood now and she's, you know, growing up and, um, I'm having a hard time letting go. And, I realized all this after that session, you know, and driving home, I was telling Crystal, I was like, you know, well, she was right. <laughs> you know, I didn't realize it was affecting me so much. You know, this, this energy, she's like, you could, you, you got to clear that so that, you know, everything can flow. Cause like the rest of you is like flowing pretty good, except for the root. And that's why you're having, that's the leg stuff too. She said that, you know, there's like a, sensitive chaos in your root and that means that you know it's chaotic in there like you've got issues but the sensitivity is that you're aware of it and you're working on it and so that felt good to hear that you know that yeah i could potentially move through this and then i was driving home and i was talking to crystal on the phone about it and i was telling her like yeah i think that was i think it's bothering me more 
than I was willing to admit. And then I just had this like really overwhelming sense to like start crying. <laughs> and it was like so powerful that I just told Crystal, I have to go. Like, you know, I can't keep talking. And so I hung up and then I had to go to work. So I couldn't just like pull over and cry. <laughs> like Aww. I felt like I wanted to. Yeah. I I actually needed to. Yeah. And um, I I seriously fought back tears for like three hours because it kept coming up and mm-hmm. coming up. And um, I was at work. Luckily, like I didn't have to go to a meeting or something. You know, I was just sitting at my desk, and no one noticed that. Uh, you know. Even now I'm saying it like, like apologetically, like almost like, yeah, like I can't let anyone see me cry. That would be the end of the world. Right. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny how I went, went into this whole thing thinking I didn't need anything, Mm -hmm. you know, and then all this stuff comes up and it's like, I needed it really bad. And what's insane is that I, I have processed it somewhat. I'm starting to like accept the fact that she's growing up. And, and what happened is I realized that she's not just going to leave me. I can find a new way to be in her life. You know, I have to modify my own behavior and expectations so that I can still find a way to be close to her. And um, once I did that and I started actively like doing things, like I went to her little practice and stuff and I told the coach like, oh, I'll help you know, be whatever you need help with. And that way I could be part of, you know, what she's doing. And it just felt like, whoa, like, yeah, that's, it's okay. You know, like it's, everything's going to be okay. Like I don't have to hold on to her being a baby. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my, it's, it's like a freaking miracle. <laughs> my knee started to feel way better. I walked around all day today and I had no pain. Whereas I was walking around with pain all day. And now I think just that I'm processing it. Everything is starting to like loosen up right there. It's very unusual. <laughs> Did you let, ever let yourself fully cry? No, I didn't. And I think I still need to. <laughs> yeah, you do. Again, like, cause that's a way of clearing and releasing that energy and processing that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It just goes to show how everything is connected and we, we keep trying to like see everything separate you know like oh that's that's just your body that's just your knee and not seeing how your knee is connected to your emotions which is connected to these thoughts and those beliefs and that's all energy and it affects so the less that we look at it then the more it that energy has to go somewhere so it gets expressed or manifests into our physical body because once it's if we think about these energy centers from the highest finest frequency to the slowest lowest frequency is it it keeps moving through that and then you know if we don't address it then finally it manifests you know into the lowest lowest into the material where we can see it touch it feel it and then we have to face it and so it's that's like karma again like we could tune inwardly and we could notice it and we could heal it and shift it or it will manifest physically in our life so that we can't avoid it (laughs) so um but it's great you can work with it either way you can work with it outwardly in the physical way or you could work with it in or you could work with it both ways at the same time yeah i feel like i probably could have saved myself a lot of pain physically (laughs) (laughs) had i just been like 
oh, I'm so sad you're not a baby anymore and just cried it out. Mm-hmm. You know? And hopefully we're moving into a world where that's going to be, you know, more acceptable and more okay. Yeah, I think we are. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's becoming more and more acceptable to, yeah, just show emotion even if you're a man or a woman, you know? So I wrote down this um, quote from Carl Jung, which is, uh, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And so that's, you know, that's what karma is. But I guess what people need to understand is that doesn't mean, so if you're carrying this karma and it's unconscious, and so then it seems like fate when things just happen, but it's really your own energy attracting those experiences. But it doesn't mean um, in terms of past lives, it doesn't mean we have to remember all of those details of what caused this energy in the first place. It just means we have to see that energy, right? So I don't need to know if I took your eye out <laughs> in another lifetime. I just need to notice that I have this anger inside and clear it and heal it and understand it and work on it and release it. And so a lot of the things that we were talking about in terms of karma also has to do with the shadow, another Jungian term from Carl Jung, um, which I definitely want to cover in another podcast episode because um, working with our shadow, which is working with, you know, the hidden aspects of self is such a powerful tool of transformation. But so many people are afraid of the shadow or of the unconscious or of the karma, like we're talking about, that they try to avoid it, but we can't. So we're we're carrying it with us, so we might as well face it and release it and, like you said, make it so much easier for ourselves or make it more comfortable once we do. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Illusion. I'd like to say thank you to Casey Henson for creating the music for this podcast. And I'd also like to thank Tiana Roser for all the work that she does to keep this podcast going. For more information about this podcast, as well as past episodes and more, please visit our website at beyondtheillusionpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on social media as well. Take care.